Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Jamel Sanders Podcast, a division of Jamel Sanders International, where we are empowering leaders to make a difference in the world. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you are in the world. It is Saturday, September 9th, 2023, and I welcome you to another edition of the Jamel Sanders Podcast. Can you believe it that we are in the month of September, the ninth month of 2023? We're fastly approaching the end of the third quarter. What a year it has been already, and as I told you last week, it just seems like I have not been with you in forever. My life and schedule has been so busy with travel and other commitments, but it's good to run place again and uh, to share some insights and wisdom that I believe can help you live a greater life. Thank you so much, first of all, to those of you that reached out after last week's episode. The feedback from part one of this series was amazing, and it lets me know that I'm on course and on track with where so many people are in their lives. A good friend of mine asked me, uh, Jamel, how in the world do you pick your topics and content for your podcast? Because it just seems like it's always so in line and in tune with where I am in my life, and I say it just really depends on where I am in my life and what I feel is necessary to help people in that moment. And so I'm so grateful that it's resonating with you. And thank you all for sharing uh, your feedback and insights with me. So I just want to take a moment and, of course, welcome you to another edition of the Jamel Sanders Podcast. I want to first of all stop and Say hello to anybody that may be listening and tuning in for the very first time. I'm so honored that you would take time out of your life, your day, and your schedule to uh, join me for the Jamel Sanders podcast. Um, This is going to be life-changing. I created uh, this platform years ago because I wanted to – at the time, have an extension of the work that I do with my clients. And so, you know, I said this would be great to let people kind of be a fly on the wall and hear some of the insights and wisdom that I share with people behind the scenes. And I thought it was something I would do for a few months and be done with it. And here we are more than a decade later, and the podcast is still going, and people are actually still listening to it. So I'm so grateful that you would take time to join us for the show. The Jamel Sanders podcast is more than a show. It's a platform that we created to empower individuals to fulfill purpose and maximize their greatest potential. And through intriguing conversations, inspiring guests, intentional tools and strategies, um, impactful wisdom and legendary insights. We want to help you live your greatest life every single day. And so thank you for being a part. We would love for you to stay connected to the empowerment community in the days to come. To those of you that are regular listeners, uh, whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts, we appreciate you. And we have some exclusive content coming for you really soon. Hello to those of you listening to me on Stitcher. I'm so sad that Stitcher is going away, but I hope that you will listen to us on another platform. Hello to those of you listening to me on Google Podcasts. Thank you so much for continuing to support this platform. Hello to those of you listening to me on Spotify. I absolutely love Spotify And the growth that we see on that platform has been absolutely phenomenal. So um, I'm so grateful that so many countries and places we never imagined are tuning in to this message. Hello to those of you listening to me on iHeartRadio, those of you listening on Amazon Music, those of you listening on Audible, those of you listening on Luminary, any platform that I may not have named, thank you so much for uh, being a part of this community and this platform. We would love to connect with you beyond the podcast. You can find out more about me at www.jamelsanders.com. Again, that's www.jamelsanders.com. There you'll find a plethora of empowerment tools and resources to help you live a better life. 
Um, you'll find out more about my products and services and the work that I'm doing around the world. Beyond this podcast, I am the founder and CEO of Jamel Sanders International LLC, a global management consulting advisory firm. I have the pleasure of working with leaders in business government around the world and empowering them with the strategies, tools, and solutions that they need uh, to bring change and transformation to the world, um, and most of all, to deliver meaningful solutions to complex global problems. And so you can find out more about me, uh, conferences, seminars, symposiums, live events, um, courses, um, keynote presentations, my consulting and advising branches of the company, and so much more by going to the website. You can also find um, how to sign up for my Empowerment Newsletter, Empowerment Breakthroughs, right there on the homepage. You will also find the links to all of my social media platforms with the exception of TikTok, which I believe is official Jamel Sanders, and uh, Threads, which is official Jamel Sanders. So I love connecting on social media. I'm active. I would love to connect and do life with you in the days to come. Um, beyond that, there's so much. I'm just trying to think, am I covering everything? I've written a ton of books. I won't go into all of them, but for the sake of time, I will just recommend one resource to you. My latest book, book number 11, Pressure, Unlocking the Power of Prophetic Intercession. What can I say about this book? Uh, first of all, this is a book that I had no intention of writing. Uh, for years, um, you know, I have written about leadership, personal development, identity, soul development, uh, personal power, uh, innovation, uh, disruption in business and leadership. I mean, I've covered a gamut of subject matters, but uh, for some reason, people have been so interested in my uh spiritual foundation and moral compass, and they're like, you need to do something around your prayer life and your faith and um, the, some of the things that have made you who you are today. And I'm like, well, that's why I wrote the autobiography. They're like, no, we, we want a faith-based book. And the thing that I grappled with is, is there, number one, a need for this? And number two, is there a market for this? Is this going to sell? Is this going to be a flop? Um, and how will people adjust to me making that pivot with this release? And let me tell you, I was so wrong. Uh, people have bought this book. They have consumed this book. And I can't even begin to tell you the personal stories of breakthrough, transformation, awakening, aha moments that I continue to hear uh, from this book. This book is really about how to bring uh, potentiality out of the invisible realm into the visible realm or into reality in your life. And you do that through a prophetic developmental process. And so this book is really about how to move from a dream in your heart to the realization of that thing in your life. And the powerful part that prayer and faith and spirituality has played in my life and how it has helped shape me into the person I am today. Um, you can go to um, Amazon, Kindle Nook. Most major book distributors have access to pressure, and I know it's going to be just a great excuse me, benefit and blessing to your life. I would also recommend to you my breakthrough journal that I recently released, um, and I'm just so excited about it because everybody knows I'm a journaler. I've been journaling for a very long time, and it has transformed my life in so many ways. And if you listen to this podcast regularly, I give you a lot of journaling assignments anyway. So um, I've been wanting to put out a journal for a while, but a friend of mine, we were having a conversation, and this friend, we were talking about journals, and I told him I have so many journals, and I do, and I'm really into customized journals at this point. And I said, you know, I need to do something around that. And he said, you should do it. And so we finished the conversation, and I said, well, let me act on that. And so I found a distributor. I found a designer. Uh, within a matter of an hour, I had taken it from concept to market, and it was available for sale. 
And the friend was like, oh, wow, you you were really serious. And I'm so grateful I have the journal. I take it with me everywhere um, because journaling is so powerful. I believe that this resource will help you to uh, write your goals, clarify your vision, um, plan for your future, and embrace the life of your dreams. So you can go to JamelSanders.com. There on the home page or under my shop, you can find the Breakthrough Journal. And thank you so much to everybody that supported the Breakthrough Journal. I'm so glad that you're enjoying it and that you're getting some benefit out of the resource. So what I want to do, I want to take a very quick break and I want to jump into part two of this series. This is going to be so good today. So I hope that you'll stay tuned in. We'll be right back in just a moment. You're listening to the Jamel Sanders Podcast, empowering leaders to make a difference in the world. All right. Welcome back. So last episode, we launched a brand new series. And, um, you know, when I finished up the other series, it's like, okay, where do I go next? And it seems like it was becoming a little bit difficult for me to kind of figure out the path or the direction. And then all of a sudden, um, when I was just sitting and reflecting on some things, this title came to me. And from the response that I got from the last show from the first part of this, I'm on the right track. People are like, this is exactly what we need for right now in this moment in our lives. And so I just want to continue today with part two of whole embracing a life of freedom. And this is going to be really good. I hope that you will not just listen to this, but that you will really take the time to digest this episode and this series because we're getting deep. I mean, I feel like I get deep in almost every episode of the podcast, but I feel like this series is really deep because we're talking about liberation and your personal power and getting to that place of wholeness that so many people desire in their lives, but they never get there. And so these are episodes that I would encourage you to listen to more than once because there's going to be so much for you to digest and unpack as it applies to your life. So let's get into this. Freedom is something that most people desire, but they never move towards. Um, I talk to so many people from all walks of life, from all around the world, and I have yet to meet an individual that does not desire or want freedom in their lives. The problem is that I don't see a lot of people that are really willing to move towards freedom. It's one thing to want something. It's another thing to actually take the action and move toward that thing becoming a reality in your life. And you may be asking me, uh, Jamel, why is that? Why is it that people cannot really move toward freedom? And a lot of it has to do with pain. Uh, When you start talking about freedom, you have to begin to address the unresolved hurt, unhealed wounds, traumatic experience, emotional scars, trauma bonds. Uh, I could talk all day about this, but you have to begin to unpack those hidden areas of your soul that have stood in the way of your healing. And so many people are afraid. They don't want to do that work. They don't want to sit in that pain long enough to address it so that they can move to the next place in their lives. And so they rather stay bound and in captivity because they feel like out of sight is out of mind. But let me tell you from personal experience, out of sight is not out of mind. And out of sight is just going to become a vehicle for the oppression of your soul, the robbing of your joy, and the thief of your peace and your happiness in your life. And so we go through life very numb and anesthetized because we won't do the work that it takes for us to get to a place of wholeness in our lives. I can't stay there. Um, While the idea of freedom appeals to everyone, what most people fail to understand is that freedom um, is not free. Um, As I just said, the reason that so many people won't do the work, won't take the steps, won't make the actions is because it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you comfort. 
Uh, one thing I know from personal experience is that choosing freedom is going to require vulnerability. And one thing that I really did not like is vulnerability. But one of the things that people love about me today is vulnerability. It's a hallmark of my life and my brand, and it's one of the things that people are so drawn to about me because I'm just going to be vulnerable and transparent about it. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to lie to you and make up some elaborate story. I'm just going to tell you the truth. And uh, we don't like that because so many of us are so ashamed of areas of our lives that we would rather uh, paint this false narrative and tell people this alternative story because it sounds better than the truth. And people will really love and respect you a whole lot more. Well, let me say it like this. The right people will love and respect you a whole lot more when you're just honest and truthful about it. You know, you don't have to put it under the rug. It is what it is. And you have to stop being so attached to your experiences and mistakes that you allow them to define you um, and to create bondage in your life. But what I want us to understand is that freedom will come at a price, and few people are willing to pay the price for true freedom. I want you to think about that because as we delve into this series, you know I teach series in part because there are so many layers to the human soul that I could probably spend the rest of my life unpacking the human soul and just giving you a brief overview. Um, It's one of the reasons that I write so much as well because as I've done my work and I'm always doing my work, there's so much I'm uncovering about us as human beings and as the human soul and people need this. And so I'm putting it in a format where you can understand it, you can get a hold of it, and you can apply it to your life, and you can get the results that you need to see. But if freedom is not free and requires a price, then every human being must answer the question, how much do I value freedom? Write that down. If it's not free and it demands a price, every human being must then ask themselves the question, How much do I value freedom? I want you to write that down, and I want you to make that an assignment this weekend in your breakthrough journal. I want you to spend some time writing not one or two sentences, but write at length. Uh, Whatever comes to your heart in that moment, I want you to write. How much do you value freedom? Um, Because I feel like as you begin to answer that question, it's going to take you to a place within yourself that's going to show you Uh, some things about yourself that you need to know. So how much do you value freedom? Um, I meet a lot of people that say they value freedom, that talk about freedom, that some even claim to know and understand freedom. But when I begin to look at their lives, I don't see a reflection of freedom. Um, Anybody that knows me will tell you that freedom is absolutely paramount to me. Um, is something that I protect and guard with my life because I know what it's like to be in captivity and bondage, and it's not a place that you want to live at. It's not a place that you want to make a residence at. But I see so many people that have made bondage a home, um, and it's one of the reasons that I value freedom the way that I do. And it's one of the reasons that I'm so careful about who I allow into my relationship constellation. It's not that people are just fundamentally bad. There are some people that are good. They're just not good for you. And that's one of the things I have to tell people. It's not that they're a bad person, but this person does not belong in the inner um, sanctuary of your life. And so many people just invite everybody into the innermost parts of their lives. And and like you're setting yourself up for disaster and catastrophe because that person does not belong there. And when you understand your freedom, uh, you become careful about who you invite into that constellation. And that's a whole other topic for another day. But how much do you value freedom? Because the, the, the value that you put on freedom is going to determine so much in your life. It's going to determine your boundaries, it's going to determine your relationship constellation, it's going to determine so much about how you prioritize your moments and activities, how you move through life. I could go on and on. And so 
you have to define uh, what value and premium you put on freedom in your life. I discovered in my life that you will never invest in what you do not value. Let me say it again. You will never invest in what you do not value. So a lot of people don't value freedom, so they won't make any investment to be free. Um, a lot of people like bondage. It has become a, a coping mechanism and a way of life for them, and they have no desire for anything different to happen. Furthermore, uh, you will never put a premium on anything that is not precious to you. Because freedom is so precious and so important to me, I put a very high premium on it, and I protect it at all costs in my life. At least the point in my life where I was, uh, not content with where I was, that I knew that something needed to be adjusted in my life, and I was not okay with simply entertaining the idea of freedom. I reached a point in my life where I was willing to pay uh, whatever investment was necessary for freedom. Let me say that again. I reached a place in my life where I was not simply okay with the idea of freedom, but I was willing to pay whatever investment was necessary to be free. And so I talk to a lot of people, you know, they come up to me, they begin to talk about how my life and my work has inspired them and meant so much to them and I'm an inspiration and they're going to do all these things in their lives and they ask me for advice and I begin to give them some very practical steps that they can take to transform their lives. And instantly, because I'm such a perceptive person, I can feel the pushback and the resistance. And in my mind, I said, oh, so they said they want this in their life, but their attitude and their demeanor is the total antithesis of what they say that they want. So it lets me know that this is not something that this person really values, because when you value something, it doesn't matter what cost is attached to it. You're willing to pay the cost for that to happen in your life. One of the things that I find very intriguing is the number of people that are attracted to and drawn to my life and my work and my success, but they are repulsed and repelled by the process and the principles and the values that have shaped who I am. If you take away the process and the principles and the values from me, uh, I become ordinary. I become common. There's nothing that will be distinctive about my life. And I don't think people really understand that. We want to be great. We want to be powerful. We want to be influential, but we don't want to be inconvenienced in the process. And if you don't want to be inconvenienced, just say you want a common life. But common people don't change the world. Common people don't leave legacies. Common people don't make contributions. They don't make an impact or a difference in the world. So you have to decide what do you want most. Do you want to uh, just be comfortable in life, or do you want to contribute to the trajectory of humanity? Do you want to do something that uh, resonates with generations to come? While I did not fully understand all that, investment entailed, I knew that change was more attractive um, than captivity, that transformation was more important to me than toleration. And most of all, I came to the conclusion that liberation was greater than the limitations that I had settled for in my life. Some things you have to stop accepting if you want to alter the course of your life. What are you accepting that is an enemy to the authentic life that you have been born to live? Because there are a lot of people that are accepting a lot less from their lives than they should. And I believe that if you will raise your standards, you will raise the possibilities of what your life can become. But because so many be required so um, little for their lives, it's the reason that they continue to get such little outcomes and results. Um, as we embark upon the next part of this series, I want you to buckle up because it's about to get real and it's about to get very uncomfortable. Um, what I want you to understand and to know is that you don't need to be appeased. You need to be awakened. 
So many people are looking for something to make them comfortable or to make them feel good, and that's not what you need. What you need is to be awakened. You need. I always tell people I believe that God put me on this planet to be that jolt of truth that causes people to come out of their slumber and bring them back to a place of consciousness because a lot of things that I say when people really grasp it, it hits them really hard. Attention. I want you to wake up. I want you to come out of your um, unconscious state and to begin to see your life from a place of clarity and insight. Um, I created this series to empower you to break free from negative cycles and to break your way into change. I want you to take your personal power back and understand that you have the power to determine the course of your life and to define your narrative. So many of us have given our power away, whether you gave it to circumstances, whether you gave it to the conditions or the environment, whether you gave it to other people, whether you gave it away to feelings or emotions, whatever it is, so many people have given their power away. And when you give the power away, you give the world around you the authority to shape and to script the narrative of your life and what becomes possible for your life. And so I want this series to be an alarm clock that causes you to awaken, to take your power back, and to take the pen and begin to script the narrative of what you want your life to be. The next critical piece to embracing a life of freedom is detachment. Let's get into this. As I stated before, um, I had an equal desire to be free. However, I soon discovered that I was attached to things that threatened the advancement of my life. Ooh, we can we can end right there and, and close the episode. How many people are attached to things in their lives that are threatening their advancement, their growth, their development, their maturity, um, the manifestation of those things that they say they want to see happen or manifest in their lives? And also, you have to understand that what attachments are. Let me try to define this in simplistic terms. Attachments are uh, things that we have come to live with, but we could truly live without. What things have you come to live with that you really should be living without, but because it's become so comfortable and such a security blanket in your life that you're not willing to let those things go? These are the areas that I'm talking about that we have to address in order to get to a place of wholeness and freedom. Uh, you don't just wake up one day free. Freedom is something you have to choose. Freedom is something that you have to be willing to contend for and to fight for to see a reality in your life. I've also discovered, um, I define attachments as the comforts um, that are ultimately robbing you of the change that you want to see in your life. They're the comforts that are corroding and eroding the quality of your life and the desire that you want to see manifest. Attachments are relationships, behaviors, and beliefs that stand in the way of our growth, advancement, and liberation. Attachments are the relationships, the behaviors, the beliefs that stand in the way of our growth, advancement, and liberation. I want you to look at your own life. What relationships, what behaviors, what beliefs are standing in the way of your growth, advancement, and liberation. Because I talk to so many people, and it's, it's, it's very interesting to me because they'll say, I want to go to the next level. Then they'll say, I don't know why I'm not going to the next level. And you can look at without even going at a deep level, you can see why they're not going to the next level. But as long as they are unconscious of why they're not going to the next level, then they'll never upgrade their lives. And so um, we know deep down inside, we can tell ourselves a lot of things, but there's nothing worse than self-deception. Um, you know why you're not going to the next level. You can We can tell ourselves a lot of lies, a lot of different stories, but you know, and it's those attachments that are standing in the way of the breakthrough that so many people want to see in their lives. Attachments are uh, things that have become a part of you that block the authentic you. They are what I call the cheap substitutes 
that stand in the way of the original copy um, of who you were created to be. And whatever those cheap substitutes are, those are the things that we have to address in our lives to get to the next level. And what I can tell you from personal experience is that it's going to be uncomfortable, it's going to be painful, it's going to be excruciating. But if you really want to be free in your life, these are areas that you have to address. And we can go around and we can try to live in a sense of denial, but denial only robs you of deliverance. And so you can keep telling yourself you're okay. You can keep telling yourself that other people are wrong about you, but you know you better than anybody else. And so you know uh, the things that eat at you on the inside. You know the things that depress you, make you unhappy. You know the things that keep you up at night and keep you in tears and keep you in cycles and struggles in your life. Nobody knows that like you because we only give the world access to parts of us. The world gets pieces of us. And if we never do the work to become whole, we will spend our entire life only giving the world pieces and never the whole authentic version of ourselves. And so you have to be willing to take the lid off and begin to unpack those areas that are unhealed in your life so that you can get to the next level and be who you were created to be. Um, what we have to understand is that we all have things in our lives that pacify us, even at the expense of making us powerless. So you have to determine, do you want to be pacified or do you want to be powerful? But you can't be both. And so you have to make a decision and you have to choose freedom so that you can take your power back. We all have things that we think bring us security, but ultimately they threaten our significance. What are the things in your life that you have looked to for security, but they really stand as a threat to your significance? Nobody can answer that for you. What are, what are those behaviors? What are those relationships? What are those patterns? What are those uh, vices? What are those uh, narratives? What are those self-limiting beliefs and perceptions? What are those psychological constructs? Whatever those things are in your life, those are the things that you have to begin to address if you want to be free and you want to take your life to the next level. What we also have to understand is that we have preferences that are often antagonistic to our peace, pleasure, um, and ultimately our personal power. And these vices jeopardize the virtue of our lives. And so I don't know what your vice is or what that thing may be in your life, but you know, and you have to begin to address that thing if you really want to get your life to the next level. Um, one thing that I know to be true, and this is, is that truth is one of the greatest tools and catalysts for freedom and liberation in your life. So many people in the world today, I hate this terminology about your truth and live your truth and speak your truth. Well, a lot of the truths that people are repeating are entire lies. So if your truth is an entire lie, that means that your entire existence is phony. And so it's not about your truth and speaking your truth. It's about the truth. And any truth that you are not willing to face about your life will become an enemy to your destiny. And so we can tell ourselves, I'm speaking my truth, but as long as you're speaking an entire lie, you're not going to move your life to the next level because there are a lot of us that have embraced this victimization mindset. I talked about this on the last episode. It's one reason that I rub so many people the wrong way because I'm not going to sit by and hear your sad story a million times. At some point, you have to make a decision Yes, you may have been victimized. You may have been traumatized in your life, but what are you going to do from there? Are you going to spend the next 50 years in the same story and stuck and not moving forward with your life, or are you going to take your power back and do something about it? Any story that I am not telling from the context of change and transformation is a useless story. 
and I don't have the time or the energy to give to it. And so are you going to be a victim or are you going to be powerful? You have to determine because we make a lot of mantras and statements about being powerful, but I see slaves. I see emotional slaves, psychological slaves, people that are still being controlled by events, experiences, and traumas in their lives that they refuse to let go of. So you're not powerful because as long as this thing has the ability to haunt you, you're not healed. Let me say it again. As long as this thing has the ability to haunt you, you're not healed. And as long as you go to bed at night, being controlled by any moment in your life, you have given your power away to something. And so you have to make a decision. What do you really want? Do you want to be free? Do you want to be whole? Do you want to be everything that God has created and intended for you to be? Well, guess what? The broken parts of you are the greatest enemy to you fulfilling the thing that you were born for. And I want you to fulfill the thing that you were born for. But in order to do that, you got to do the work. you got to be willing to put in the time, the effort, the energy to get your life from where you are to where it is that you want to be. What we also have to understand is that at this point, uh, some of you have probably checked out of the conversation. Uh, And the reason that you checked out is because I put my finger on the pulse of the thing that keeps most people um, in psychological prisons and emotional cages. Uh, When I was forced to have to come to face, face to face, uh, with attachments in my life, I found myself in a great personal battle because it's easy to say that this is the reason and that is the reason. But when you come face-to-face with the real reason that you are the way you are and you are where you are, it has nothing to do with the three-dimensional world around you and everything to do with the world within you. And it forces you to have to have a very difficult conversation with yourself. It's not about anybody. This is not anybody else's fault. This is my responsibility. And if I want to break this cycle, i got to be willing to face this so that I can move forward with my life. Um, I, what I also understood is that I did not realize how much I relied on these attachments um, and that not only the reliance but how they become restrictors in your life whatever those things are, whatever those mindsets are, those relationships, those narratives, those beliefs, those things, they they begin to restrict your life. And if you don't begin to deal with them, they're going to cost you valuable time, moments, and opportunities. Um, Nor did I understand uh, how sad it is when we become dependent on things that are destroying our lives. How many people are dependent on things that are destroying their lives? The very things that are not good for them are the very things that they gravitate towards, and they wonder why their lives continue to blow up, because you are being drawn to the very things that are destroying your life. What makes a person be drawn to something that's destroying their life? Dysfunction. (laughs) It's very easy, dysfunction. A healthy person is not attached to disaster. A healthy person is not um, attracted to toxicity. A healthy person is not attracted to abuse. A healthy person is not attracted to um, conflict and drama. So when you see all of these things happening in your life, the question becomes, what is it in me that pulls me towards this? And what do I need to address? Instead of saying, I don't know, I wonder what it is, it's something internally that you need to address so that you can begin to change the course of your life and your destiny. These attachments are unhealthy because they become soul comforts that initiate spiritual conflicts. So when we don't address these things, they create these soul internal conflicts and most of all, uh, excuse me, soul comforts, blankets of security that we turn to. And most of all, it creates spiritual conflicts and battles in our lives. It creates warfare. It creates cycles. It creates um, psychological prisons, emotional cages, uh, dysfunctional relationships, um, 
it, it deals with trauma. It deals with so many things that begins to happen because we did not address those areas in our lives. And our attachments um, bring us comfort, but they are ultimately uh, compromising our lives. And so you have to determine is it worth it or are you going to make the necessary changes in your life? An attachment is anything that has become a coping mechanism blocking change and standing in the way of personal responsibility and maturity. Write that down. An attachment is anything that has become a coping mechanism blocking change and standing in the way of personal responsibility and maturity. An attachment is anything that has become a crutch and has crippled the progression of your life. What has become a crippling mechanism in your life? Those are the things that you need to address. And you know what they are. Every time you attempt to make progress in your life, this thing shows up. This person shows up. This emotion shows up. This psychological button is pushed, this emotional trigger goes off. What are those things in your life? Those are the things that we have to begin to address if we want to get to the next level. An attachment is anything that we facilitate that has the ability to negatively affect our futures. And so what are you facilitating in your life that has the ability to negatively impact your future? The real question today is what are you attached to? Um, Some people will say, you know, I'm not attached to anything. I'm good. Well, why are you not making progress in your life? Why are you so unhappy and miserable? Um, Why are you depressed? Um, Why are you bitter? Why are you lashing out um, at everybody around you? There's something that's eating at you that you haven't taken the time to address, and you need to address that thing in your life. Attachments are nothing more than enemies to freedom. In order to embrace wholeness in life, I had to be willing to detach from certain things in my life. Let me say it again. In order to uh, get to a place of freedom in my life, I had to be willing to detach from certain things in my life. Detachment was not only the key to my deliverance, but it was also the catalyst to my development. A lot of us won't develop and we never will because there are things that we are unwilling to detach from. And so you will always live as a second-rate version of yourself instead of being the best version of yourself. And that will only come through you detaching from these things. Detachment is deciding that you will no longer hold on to anything that is hijacking your life and standing in the way of your healing. Detachment is when you refuse to excuse anything that opposes your emancipation. So what are you making excuses for that's standing in the way of your emancipation? Write that down, and I want you to think about that question, because excuses um, do nothing but ultimately um, endanger our dreams, endanger our future, endanger our vision and possibility. And so you have to decide, are you going to make excuses? Are you going to be free? And which one do you want the most in your life? Uh, We also have to understand that detachment is painful because it often feels like a part of you has died. And why is it so painful? Why does it feel that way? Attachments are powerful, uh, so powerful that they uh, ultimately claim rulership and residence of our souls we become so dependent, we become so crippled, we become so um, controlled and, you know, directed and governed by that thing that it just takes up rulership and ownership of our life, even without us really consciously being aware of what's happening. And false attachments, these attachments, excuse me, are binding and only bravery is powerful enough to break these toxic cycles in our lives. These attachments persist because we've made space for them. I want you to get that. These attachments persist in our lives because we made space for them. And if you stop making space for it in your life, then guess what? It won't have the power to control you. But as long as you're dependent on that thing, form of uh, substance or 
support or sustainability. It's going to always have the control of your life. These attachments are so strong that only truth and a transformed mind can break them. These attachments are so strong that only truth and a transformed mind will have the power to break them. Um, what what do these attachments come from and what forms them? I want to kind of spend some time talking about this. Uh, first of all, it begins as a bond, whether it's a bond with a person, whether it's a bond with a behavior, a bond with a internal narrative, a bond with a belief, a bond with a pattern, go on and on. Um, it forms with a bond uh, which ultimately, excuse me, it's formed and it becomes a bond which grows into a blanket of security. So first it's a bond, then it becomes a blanket of security. So now it becomes a layer of protection and defense in your life. It's something that uh, you begin to become dependent upon, something that you turn to, something that you rely upon in your life, and its importance grows to you over time. And so we form these attachments with bonds which grow into blankets of security, which ultimately uh, fuels our bondage. So once it has become a bond, then a blanket of security, it then morphs into a bondage in our lives, which has the ability to hold us cap prison. And this uh, becomes a system of belief in which we function and operate. So let's go through that again. What starts as a bond grows into a blanket of security and a source of dependency in our lives, something that we trust in, which grows into a form of bondage, which grows into a belief system, which governs everything about our lives. In other words, attachment starts out as innocent, but it soon becomes dangerous. Be very careful about what you are forming attachments to, because many of the things that we form attachments to in our lives uh, become the sources of addiction and the sources of slavery and uh, disenfranchisement in our lives. And so you have to make very important choices, especially when you find your moment in a, yourself in a moment of crisis or difficulty in your life. What do you turn to? Is there a vice that you turn to? Is there some unhealthy attachment that you turn to? Because these are the things that have the ability to destroy our lives if they're not addressed. And what we also have to understand is that when we are in uh, uncomfortable places in life and experience trauma, we often gravitate towards certain vices. What we don't understand is that we think that these vices are simply for coping, but these vices form soul uh, connections that create spiritual conflict and send our lives spiraling into cycles. And so what we have to begin to understand is that what we thought was um, was sent into our lives to anesthetize our pain has the ability and the potential to abort our purpose. Um, what we just wanted to escape our pain with, what we didn't realize in the, in the process is that we were giving our personal power away. Our vices ultimately want to make us victims. Let me say it again. Our vices ultimately want to make and what was meant to be for coping becomes something that we are dependent upon for survival. And what you don't want to do is you don't want to become so attached to something that you become dependent uh, on that thing for survival of your life because it's hard to break those attachments because, remember, it, it starts as a bond, it becomes a blanket, then a bondage, then a belief system, and then it governs your life. And so you got to deal with that thing before that unhealthy attachment begins to take place in your life. And what we have to understand is that the things that we thought we were using to escape 
become the things that entangle our lives and keep us in bondage. So in the time that I have left, I want to try to cover this as much as I can. Attachment. Number one, there are crises attachments. These are the things that we cling to for security, peace, and grounding when our world seems shaken and uncertain. What do you trust in during troubled times? This is what I mean when I'm talking about crises attachments. Is there a vice? Is there a certain person? Is there a certain behavior that you engage in because life is difficult? Or are you a person that checks out because life becomes difficult to you? And even in your checking out, there's still something that you are detaching, uh, attaching to uh, to carry you through that moment in your life. So what are the crises attachments in your life? What formed them, and what are you going to do to break them in your life? Because I feel like this is a big one for most people because a lot of people can do well for a while, but the moment that the pressure and the heat gets turned up in their lives, these vices begin to call to them loudly. And because they don't have anything to break that attachment or to interrupt that line of communication, they're going to gravitate toward it every time. It provides that temporary relief, and then they try to go back to life as usual, and here comes another crisis, and they go right back to that thing. And before you know it, that's 20 years of a person's life in bondage to that thing, and they tell themselves they're okay, but you're not okay because this thing is very largely controlling uh, the trajectory of your life and your destiny, but I can't stay there. Number two, these are relational attachments. People uh, that we gravitate towards in our search for confirmation, validation, acceptance, and love. Could we stay there all day? How many people are looking for love in all the wrong places? relationship after relationship, sexual encounter after sexual encounter, um, drink after drink, um, all of these different uh, trying to belong to certain groups and certain cliques and uh, the need for popularity. There are so many people that have relational attachments that are unhealthy, and I watch them, and they say, I'm, you know, I'm done with it. I'm done. It's not that easy because this has become a stronghold in your life now. So you're not just going to walk away from this person. It's going to take uh, supernatural power and strength uh, to break free from that because you have formed such an unhealthy attachment to it, and it's become so familiar to you. And familiarity is one of the greatest enemies of freedom. I don't know if people even realize that. that it is. We would much rather have what's familiar to us than to be free because the possibilities of freedom are so terrifying that most people are not willing to go in that direction. Number three are possessional attachments. These are things or trinkets that attract our eye to numb us to the loudness of an inner world that desperately needs our attention. So these are the people that have to constantly buy something. They've got to constantly get this new thing and that new thing. and They've got to tell you what labels they're wearing and where they travel to and what they did because all of their identity revolves around possessions and things. And so, <clears throat> excuse me, unfortunately, when they hit a rough place in life and they can't get that thing that they want, because they have not dealt with issues of morality and integrity through whatever links necessary to get that thing in their lives because it has so defined them and they are so attached to it. And so I always tell people, don't be attached to things. Enjoy things, but don't ever exalt things to an unhealthy level in your life because the moment that something changes or God acts for that thing in your life, you're going to be discombobulated because you're going to realize that that thing has become an idol in your life, and you're going to find it very difficult to let it go. And so I tell, I hold on to things very loosely because if this is something that um, is required for me to let go of, I need to be willing and ready to let go of it 
and to not find myself in a battle attached to that thing. Enjoy things. You should enjoy things. You should enjoy life, but never exalt things to an unhealthy level in your life. You're setting yourself up for failure, and I can't stay there. Number four, there are locational attachments. These are places that we uh, run to for shelter from life storms and adversities, even if the place is unsafe. And some of us know exactly what I'm talking about, whether it is a physical location, whether it is an emotional location, whether it is a psychological location, whatever the location is, there are some places that you know you have no business but yet we continue to frequent those places. Why are we frequenting them? That's the question that you got to get to if you really want to be free in your life. See, a lot of people will acknowledge that something is off, but when we get into the deep work that I'm talking about today, identifying why you are the way you are and why you're doing the things that you're doing, this is when you're really ready to get free and to take your life to the next level. The fifth one is internal attachments, and this is really powerful because these are internal walls and barriers that we establish in order to protect ourselves from the outer world. However, we fail to realize that what we think is protecting us is ultimately uh, the very thing that is causing our lives to become stuck and to be destroyed. And so these internal attachments, the walls, the barriers, the barricades that we establish to protect ourselves from the outside world, we think we're providing security for ourselves, but what we're really doing is we're causing our lives to be stuck. Nothing can get into your life, nothing can get out of your life because you're just closed. And as long as you are closed, you're going to be constricted and you're going to be robbed of the freedom and the wholeness that you want to see in your life. Um, at the end of the day, we all go through trying experiences and circumstances where we are challenged in our trust in relationships and other people. But one of the greatest disservices that you will ever do to yourself is to lock yourself in a personal prison and to stay there your entire life telling yourself that you're just going to be safe. You're going to be safe, uh, but you're not going to be safe because at the end of the day, you still have to deal with you. And if you don't take the time and the measures to address those things in your life, they're just going to rob you of the life that you were intended to live. In order to detect, you will have to uh, take some very serious steps. Number one, acknowledge that you have unhealthy attachments in your life. Acknowledgement is the first step to your freedom. So we got to at least get you to a place of acknowledgement. Denial will always result in a disempowered life. And there are so many people in denial, and denial is just robbing you of deliverance and freedom. At some point, you got to be truthful with yourself about where you are so that you can get further in your life. When truth cannot be confronted, you will always live trapped in cycles. And so the world is filled with people in cycles because they refuse to face the truth. Number two, find the root of unhealthy attachment. It's not enough to acknowledge an attachment. You must have the courage to get to the root of unhealthy attachments in your life. you got to find the root. you got to find the cause. you got to find the culprit to that thing that is crippling your life and robbing you of the reality that you intended to live. Anything that you don't get to the root of will rule you. Let me say this again. Anything that you don't get to the root of will rule you, and it's going to rob you of your life, valuable time, peace, significant satisfaction, and power. Um, what we have to understand is that getting to the root empowers you to trace the thing that has trapped you. If you want to be free and to stay free, you've got to have the ability to trace the thing that is trapping you, what has created this cycle in your life, and how do you break out of it. Um, getting to the root of a thing empowers you to take your personal power back, and you cannot um, reverse um, a cycle and you cannot rewrite the narrative of your life without identifying a root. Let me say it again. You cannot rewrite a narrative and you cannot renew your mind without identifying a root. And finally, you have to detect from unhealthy attachments. Say goodbye to everything that poses a threat to your growth, development, and advancement. Break your dependency on everything that prevents you from a deeper life. 
cut ties with everything um, that you have depended upon to cope and for security in your life. And then you have to heal the unhealthy places within yourself that are um, attracted to dysfunction. What are those places within yourself that are attracted to dysfunction? And then you have to heal the uh, hemorrhaging places of your soul that are causing you to bleed out, and you have to distance yourself from everything that divides you from freedom. There's so much more I could say, but for the sake of time, I'm going to leave it there, and we will pick up in the next episode as we continue to discuss wholeness, embracing a life of freedom. This episode was all about detachment. You need to probably listen to this again because I covered so much in this time, but I believe it's going to help you in a tremendous way. It's time to get to the root of everything that is robbing you of the life that you were intended to live and to live a life of freedom, and it begins with taking your personal power back. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to do life with you and to serve you on today. I look forward to being with you again soon for another episode. Until then, stay blessed. Thanks for joining us for the Jamel Sanders Podcast. Always remember, your life has purpose. Your potential is limitless. And only you can define your legacy.